This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled to be joined by Bill Prentice. Bill is the CEO of the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association, better known as ASCA. Bill has done a remarkable job of leading this association through periods of times of ups and downs and has done a magnificent job of advocating for that association. He's going to talk to us today about trends in surgery centers, trends in outpatient surgery, and a little bit more. Bill, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Well, thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast, and I appreciate the very warm introduction. You, you captured it uh, accurately. I've been the CEO of ASCA for 10 years. Um, you know, my background is in federal and state advocacy. It's something that I've just been doing most of my adult life, and I've certainly been enjoying this last decade advocating on behalf of surgery centers. Well, you've done a remarkable job, and the surgery center industry seems to be, again, growing as things move outpatient. Can you take a moment and tell us about two or three or so trends you see in the surgery center business or the surgery center world? Sure. I mean, there's obviously plenty of them, and some of them are in conflict with each other, and I think we'll be watching over the next few years to see, you know, which wins out. But, you know, obviously one trend that is of potential concern is healthcare consolidation, which we've obviously seen over the last decade, um, which has allowed the big to get bigger, and sometimes at the expense of some uh, really strong independent, you know, healthcare providers in various markets. And so that's something that, you know, I think we all have to keep an eye on because, you know, I believe that, you know, bigger doesn't necessarily mean better. Um, the second trend that I think is a, a very recent one, but I think of a tremendous concern to everybody in the healthcare world, is obviously the economy and just you know the large numbers of unemployed, uh, which we know will mean a large number of people who will soon lack health insurance, and the impact of that on healthcare providers, you know, could be you know really felt very strongly later this year into next year, and it's something that you know I'm hopeful that the federal government will weigh in to address in some fashion. Um, and then I think the third trend that, that I think is a positive one is I think we're seeing a growing awareness by payers, whether that's, you know, Medicare or commercial payers um, and employers about how ASCs can play a really important role in reducing health care costs. Um, you know, we're seeing things like some of the, the payers introducing uh, you know, policies to try and steer patients to the lower cost setting in ways that I think could be very beneficial to ASCs. How have surgery centers rebounded from the shutdowns, the moratoriums, the close downs? What are you hearing from your constituents about how case volumes look and how things are going post at least the lockdowns from March, you know, April, May? There's, there's been a very strong rebound. I think that, you know, that pent-up demand of all that care that was postponed um, is being seen now. I think there's still some limitations on it. Uh, I think there's still some resistance by some patients to returning to get health care while the pandemic still goes on. Um, I think the fact that we have to take additional steps to protect patients and staff in terms of using social distancing and and other you know longer infection control techniques to make sure that we're keeping a safe environment it's making procedures take a little bit longer which is obviously making it hard to fully catch up to where we were pre-pandemic um, but i feel that you know we, we've turned the corner and one of the really gratifying things is seeing 
how safely care can be provided now. I think we were all a little overly concerned about how to prevent the spread of, of COVID-19 in a healthcare facility, you know, while the pandemic's going on. But I think we now know using all the steps that are being taken, masking, social distancing, you know, keeping family members out of the, the surgery center, um, you know, the enhanced cleaning, that we are able to keep patients safe and provide great care without any additional risk of spreading the virus. Bill, will this election impact surgery centers? Do you have a, a gestalt sense of that? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's a hard one. Um, I, I would say that, you know, for the past three and a half years, we've enjoyed, and I think, an increasingly good relationship with CMS. Um, and I think when we see some of the policies that have been, you know, put in place over the last few years, including obviously doing away with the separate inflation factor for updating ASC payments for Medicare and putting, say, on the same plane as hospital patient departments has been very positive. I think we've seen a growing understanding of the safety of surgery centers that has allowed um, Medicare, the Medicare program, to safely move more procedures into our space. Um, that said, still concerns about reimbursement and, and what we're being reimbursed for those procedures. So I, I can't, don't have a crystal ball to be able to tell you what's going to happen on Election Day. Um, but I feel very confident that those trends are going to continue and that the, the evidence that we're showing, you know, out in the real world in terms of the care we're providing and the efficiency we're providing is going to lead to, you know, continued acceptance and embracing of the ASC model. You've been running the ASC Association now for about a decade. Uh, I loved your predecessor who did a remarkable job, Kathy Bryant. You've done a, a superlative job in it, in, in this role, just magnificent in representing the association, lots of changes, and so just magnificent in representing the surgery center industry as a whole. Bill, anything that has surprised you as you grew into this role and, and, and grew to live and love the surgery center industry, anything that surprised you over the last 10 years? I don't know if it's a surprise, um, but it is amazing to me how resistant people are to the facts sometimes um, in terms of, you know, doggedly maintaining whether it's regulatory policies on the government side or payment policies on the private you know, commercial payer side where they don't fully embrace what the ASC model is offering in terms of efficiency, quality, and savings. And that, you know, if we could just convince payers to just pay us a little bit better as a way to incentivize the migration of more care to our setting, we could be saving, you know, whether on the government side, you know, the taxpayers billions of dollars a year, and on the commercial payer side, you know, even more money. Um, that would then, you know, free up those dollars to be used to provide care in other ways. Um, so I, I'm just, you know, that, that's the one thing that I find just a little disappointing is how both policymakers and, you know, uh, and others seem to be a little resistant to, uh, to embracing the savings that we can be offering them. When you talk about the billions of dollars, it, 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 it's not unreminiscent of talking, listening to Carl Sagan talk about billions and billions of miles, <laughs> billions of dollars. It's, why do you think Washington is so sort of like, has spending just gone amok in our country that like from a Medicare, Medicaid program perspective, 
people don't even look at these cost savings anymore. They just look at it as though there's billions and trillions of dollars being spent, and it's all sort of like just a big wash. Or how? Do, why is it that people aren't more attentive to that? I, I, I think it's to a certain extent it's short-term thinking. It's it's to a certain extent it's it's enforced by the budget rules that Washington works by, which basically looks, you know, only through the next year. Um, and anything that that raises money in one place, you can't foresee the offset in that in terms of future savings. That's just not the way that that budgetary um, you know logic works in Washington, or I should say illogic. So you know the, the problem is is that what we need to convince our policymakers are of uh, is if you'd reimburse ASCs a little bit more this year, you know raise our rates, that will lead to a migration of care in the future years. Um, to the ASC um, setting, which is going to be offset by obviously reductions in expenses in other places. That's unfortunately just not the way that our you know leaders in Washington look at things, and that's something that needs to change if we're ever going to get to a more rational healthcare system. Another question: At one point, AHA is obviously the major organization, a magnificent organization, representing healthcare systems and, and hospitals. ASCs, the ASC Association, Magnificent Association representing ASCs. At one point, this was like the Hadfield and the McCoys, if you went back 10, 20 years ago or so, but that doesn't seem to be the case at all anymore. I mean, what's your perspective on sort of ASCs versus hospitals? Are we all sort of rolling in, in today's world more in the same direction versus in conflict with each other? Any sense of that? And then the next question is, can you tell us a little bit about the ASC Association for those those people that are listening that aren't really familiar. Sure, uh, boy, a lot packed into that question, Scott. I, I would say, look, there, there is an appropriate role in our healthcare system for both hospitals and surgery centers, and, and I would say that you know the, the hospital system is and has been the status quo in terms of healthcare, and I think you see that in the way that um, the system's been built and 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 the resistance to change that we've seen. Uh, some of which has been brought about by you know the development of the ASC model as an alternative, and I and I think you're right that you know 20 years ago um, there was a lot more resistance on the hospital side to the very idea of a surgery center existing in their marketplace, and we now have seen so many hospitals and health systems embrace the ASC model, you know buying ASCs, developing ASCs. You know, putting them into play as, as you know as part of their you know healthcare response in their in their market. That said, I think there's still you know I I think some rigidity in, in in a lot of people's thinking and not being willing to understand how to employ ACs in a way to really save money, um, and, and that's going to have to come to a certain extent at the expense of higher reimbursements that hospitals and health systems are used to getting you know, with their hospital outpatient departments. Um, you know, the other thing we've seen over that same time period is obviously an enormous sea change in terms of care moving out of the inpatient setting to outpatient. And that's something that everyone predicts is just going to continue and get stronger. Um, so, you know, that said, we still have way more care out there that needs to be provided than, this, than our current healthcare system can take. Um, so I think it's a false choice to think that, you know, having, you know, vibrant ASCs in a healthcare marketplace is somehow going to hurt hospitals. I think that that's the wrong way to look at it. 
Well, let me just hit on that point again, because you're, you're, you're 100% correct. 330 million people in our country, an aging population, and truly maybe enough hospital beds, maybe not, maybe enough operating rooms, maybe not, but certainly not enough physicians and long-term caregivers to provide the care needed for our 330 million people. It's just there's an, an aging population. So your point that it's not a zero-sum game, but there's need every place is, is really well stated. Take one moment, tell the audience about the ASCA and how people can learn about ASCA. Well, sure. Um, so the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association is the only voice for all ambulatory surgery centers in Washington, D.C. Um, so we're there advocating every day with both the federal government, whether you know on the administration side with the federal agencies like the Department of Health and Human Services and uh, the CMS, which runs the Medicare and Medicaid programs, or obviously Capitol Hill, where you know all the laws are made. Um, you know, you mentioned you know us and in the same breath with the American Hospital Association, we are much smaller than them. You know, so we, you know we have fewer boots on the ground, fewer financial resources uh, to to devote to tell our side of the story. Um, so if we are not all united, so if you know every surgery center out there isn't a member of ASCA and and helping to support what we do, it's really hurting our ability to to preserve and promote the ASC model. So you know, that's the primary function of ASCA. We also provide a tremendous amount of education. Uh, we like to be the trusted resource for ASC professionals for, you know, both whether clinical or operational things that are important to them. Um, and we also try to be that voice for ASCs with the media. You know, we have, a, you know, as we've seen in, in the past, uh, a lot of relatively uninformed, you know, uh, reporters out there writing about healthcare and healthcare policy, and they tend well, to get it wrong. Question. Are the uninformed writers at Fox, CNN, or USA Today? <laughs> I, I'd say all of the above. I think that that you know that everyone has you know an an idea of what healthcare should look like that is you know not informed by the current facts. Uh, and I think that you know we have a great story to tell. Uh, it's just hard to get through the clutter. Um, but again, the more unified we are, I think the greater our ability to make people understand the savings, the story we're trying to tell. You know, as you had mentioned earlier, you know, it's not a zero-sum game. We have more care out there than we can possibly provide. The only way we're going to be able to provide more care to more people is if we can find a way to do it more efficiently at a lower price. And that is the story of the ASC model, and that's the one that we need to make people understand. Bill, I want to thank you for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast today. Always a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure being on this podcast, and I appreciate all the work that you do to help tell the story of ASC. So thank you.